Hello, divers. Coming to you from Studio D, this is the Deep Dive Microcast, a brief look into things I find interesting, and I hope you do too. I'm Tom Feeney, raconteur, psychic plumber, and writer for Wingshop Movie Magazine. This is a companion series of the Deep Dive Podcast where myself and my co-host Manda look at some of the more interesting offerings available on streaming media services. This edition of the Deep Dive Microcast delves into the history of Comedy Central. Once upon a time before cable TV spread its coaxial tentacles across the American landscape, choices for viewers were limited. Three networks and maybe a few independent TV stations were all there was. You had VHF, you had UHF. Rooftops were adorned with antennas like so many horizontal metal Christmas trees. It was the era of broadcast television. Now, not long after cable TV began insinuating itself into homes, did a new concept in television programming develop, narrowcasting. Before cable, the whole idea of broadcast television was to program shows to appeal to the widest audience possible. More viewers meant more advertising revenue. So networks and independent stations looked for shows with wide appeal. Cable changed all that. Viewers could choose from a wider variety of channels, dividing the viewership pie further and further. Soon it was less about appealing to the most people and more about attracting the right demographic. That's narrowcasting, targeting your programming towards a specific audience rather than casting the widest net possible. Some of the earliest cable channels directed to a specific audience included ESPN, CNN, MTV, and BET. All of those launched prior to the end of 1981. With the success of those early cable channels, there came an explosion of new offerings. The Disney Channel, Lifetime, The Weather Channel, Discovery, Home Shopping Network, to name just a few. If there was a demographic to target, you better believe there were plans for a cable channel to cater to that group. With those plans came competition. CNN had early rivals like the Satellite News Channel and the All News Channel. Neither succeeded. MTV was the first of many all-music cable channels that included the Cable Music Channel, Much Music, The Box, and many, many others. It was inevitable that there would come a channel that would focus on the funny, a comedy-themed cable network. And that, of course, was Comedy Central, right? Nope. Before The Daily Show, before South Park, before Key and Peele, there were not one, but two competing cable comedy channels. Neither one was Comedy Central. On November 15, 1989, the first cable network devoted to comedic content debuted. 
It was called, simply enough, The Comedy Channel. You're watching The Comedy Channel. The Comedy Channel. The Comedy Channel. The Comedy Channel. 24 hours a day under one roof. You should watch the Alan Havy show when you're home late at night. Hi, my name is Alan Havy. I mean, he's cool, he's cute, he's funny. I think he's a security risk. This is funny, right? Please watch Tommy Sledge, P.I. The Comedy Channel stand-up detective. Please! My attack dogs and I love to hunker down with the Rachel Sweet Show. I always turn to the Higgins Boys and Gruber. What are the Higgins Boys and Gruber? <laughs> These are guys that drink coffee, eat donuts, and smoke a lot of cigarettes. This is funny, right? Life expectancy, spring. <laughs> Alan Havey, Rachel Sweet, Tommy Sledge, Rich Hall, the Higgins Boys and Gruber. Won't you join us? God forbid you should do something useful and constructive with your time. The Comedy Channel. We're having a good time. We're doing our part. The Comedy Channel. It's our job. The Comedy Channel was owned by HBO and featured an eight-hour block combining movie clips, classic comedy shows, and original programming. That eight-hour block was repeated three times every day. Original shows included short attention span theater, a parody of ESPN called Sports Monster, and perhaps its most famous program. Even though the channel boasted some excellent innovative shows, the comedy channel lacked focus. It struggled to find an audience and advertisers. It didn't help that less than six months after going on the air, the comedy channel gained a new rival. Before there was hot, there was no 24-hour TV comedy network. Before there was hot, it was hard to find comedy at 10 o'clock at night, mainly cop shows. There was no place to go for almost every show ever made by MTM Meow. Before there was ha, my cable box seemed empty somehow. Ha. Ha. TV Comedy Network premiered, somewhat appropriately, on April Fool's Day, 1990. Ha was owned by MTV Networks and positioned itself as a more nostalgia-oriented channel, offering classic comedy shows going all the way back to the 1950s. The formula worked well with another MTV property, Nick at Night. Ha! was also running complete, uncut, 90-minute episodes of 80s-era Saturday Night Live. Now, neither of these channels still exist. In fact, Neither lasted past 1991. So what happened? Well, many believe it was just a matter of two rival networks vying for the same audience and the market simply couldn't support two comedy channels. Well, while that was partly true, there was more to it than that. Even before the Ha Network first went live, HBO's comedy channel was struggling to find an audience. Cable TV providers were not eager to add the Comedy Channel to their lineups, and that certainly did not help attract 
national advertisers. When the Ha network appeared, that made it even more difficult to get picked up by regional cable companies. Complicating matters further, the rivalry between the two comedy channels was more than just business. It got ugly. Seven months before HBO's comedy channel made its debut, its parent company, Time Incorporated, was hit with a $2.4 billion lawsuit. Sued by whom? Viacom, who owned MTV Networks. Viacom alleged that HBO and Time Incorporated were engaging in antitrust activities, namely using their influence to hurt Viacom's cable channels by tying up rights to popular movies. This was a bitter fight between two giant media companies. Some actually believe that Viacom's Ha! Comedy Network was created just to hurt HBO's comedy channel. A comedy network created out of sheer spitefulness? That's pretty funny, actually. But if that was indeed the plan, it backfired. Sort of. Neither channel was doing well. In the end, having both networks siphoning each other's viewers proved to be unsustainable. There had to be a solution. The question was, could two rival companies locked in a bitter lawsuit figure out a way out of the mess that they themselves created? So have you heard the one about the two cable TV channels getting together to share the jokes? Well, Ha! and the Comedy Channel merged on April Fool's Day. No kidding. The marriage between the two channels has produced CTV, the comedy network, which combines Ha's collection of classic comedy shows and the comedy channel's original programming, including comics only, random acts of variety, and London Underground. Then there's short attention span theater, a combination of movie clips, stand-up routines, and comedy news, CTV's version of Entertainment Tonight. That is a lie. We never saw that show. We never saw that show. I don't know who John Tesh is. Yes, the two shall become one. The Ha Comedy Network and the Comedy Channel were going to merge. Now, if you listen carefully to that segment from Entertainment Tonight I just played, you might have noticed they didn't mention the words Comedy Central. When the merged channels went live on, again, April Fool's Day, it was called CTV, the Comedy Network. And again, not the most creative name. Exactly three months later, it was changed to Comedy Central. The channel began focusing more on original programs like Politically Incorrect with Bill Maher, The Daily Show, Win Ben Stein's Money and Dr. Katz's Professional Therapist. And then in 1997, four foul-mouthed kids from Colorado opened the floodgates. I'm going down to South, I'm gonna have myself a time. Friendly faces everywhere, humble folks without temptation. Going down to South, I'm gonna leave my wolves behind. Ample parking day or night, people spouting party neighbors. Heading on up South, I'm gonna see if I can't unwind. <laughs> 
The immediate and overwhelming success of South Park boosted Comedy Central's profile and paved the way for more adult-oriented content, both animated and live. The channel had developed several powerhouse shows alongside South Park, including Chappelle's Show, Jon Stewart's Politically Charged Daily Show, and its spinoff, The Colbert Report. Decades later, South Park and The Daily Show are still drawing viewers to Comedy Central. Oh, and what happened to that lawsuit between HBO and Viacom? Well, HBO agreed to pay out a settlement of $75 million, a far cry from the $2.4 billion they sued for. Thanks for listening. If this is the first time you've heard this podcast, check out our past episodes and subscribe so you don't miss a single one. And we'd love to hear from you. Drop us a line at the Deep Dive Podcast at gmail.com or on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter feeds. And check out our website, thedeepdivepodcast.com. All clips used in the Deep Dive Microcast are meant for educational purposes only and not to infringe on existing copyrights. The Deep Dive Lounge theme was arranged and performed by Robert Acorn, based on the original composition by Ryan Blaney. The Deep Dive Microcast is a production of Automaton Studios.